Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White. Welcome, everyone, to today's uh, Life Tips show. I'm pleased to be chatting with you today with a gentleman named Tim Ash, the founder of Site Tuners. And before we bring Tim on, which we'll do in a minute after the break, for those that are newbies to the multivariant testing world and the A-B testing world, in summary, you're living in the dinosaur age unless you are optimizing your landing pages uh, to improve conversions and really learn what what visitors are looking for. Um, matter of fact, I've, I've been so enamored with multivariant testing, um, I started a new company called Idealaunch.com, which you can go check out. Um, that focuses on providing creative services for multivariant testing. But today we're going to focus on Tim's company, which is a company called SiteTuners.com. Um, and uh, Tim is also the author of an upcoming book called Landing Page Optimization, which is going to be hot off the press in February. We'll probably bring Tim back uh, to chat with him after the book is, is out, and uh, and you can actually pre-order the book. We'll be talking about that today. But but this is this is a very important topic and appropriate certainly for the webmaster world community. So let's take a little break here, and when we come back, we'll be back with uh, Tim Ash from SiteTuners.com. Life tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. XY7.com. Do you have a website? XY7.com. Would you like to convert your clicks into cash? XY7.com. Is the affiliate network that pays you daily? XY7.com. Not all website clicks are the same, but they're all worth money. XY7.com. Join today and start earning cash now. XY7.com. Has guaranteed commissions. You'll get paid even if we don't. Go to XY7.com now. Convert your website clicks to cash. Guys, are you suffering from ED, email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah? I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing. I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read Previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Wow, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. 
Welcome to Webcology. We have Ken Jarina from FER. We've started to develop a new breed of websites that are really harnessing the technology we have behind our keyword research and our market research that allows us to really do extensive data mining of all the keywords and, of course, posting all that information and, and getting some great market research websites that have really great, unique content. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Tim Ash. Are you there, Tim? I sure am. Thanks for having me, Byron. Appreciate uh, you taking the time to be on the show. So tell us a little bit about Site Tuners, and, uh, and which you, of course, the president of. Um, tell us about Site Tuners, your, your goal and role, and how you make the world a better place, and more importantly, how you make websites a better place. <laughs> uh, sure. Well, we uh, started out a few years ago, and at that point we were running some large-scale affiliate programs through our parent company, Epic Sky, and we were delivering quality traffic to affiliate landing pages, which frankly stink. And mm-hmm. we couldn't make any money with them. So we went to the advertisers and we, we told them, we'll fix your landing pages. And that's how the idea for Site Tuners was born. And here it is mm-hmm. four years later, and now the, the tail is wagging the dog, and Site Tuners is actually the lion's share of our company. Hmm. Tell us how, you, uh, how you, you, you tackle the challenge of improving a particular web page for a client. Which, which are, what's the method to your madness for making a page better? Uh, well, th- as you know, there are really two main parts to landing page testing. One is deciding what ideas to test and what to put into the test, and the other is uh, using the math to tell you which version of the landing page is actually the best. And so basically, you need both parts. You need uh, smart people that can step away from your current landing page and help you figure out what to test, and then you need technology that allows you to get as much bang for the buck as possible in terms of the, the size of the test you can run and the number of ideas you can test. Hmm. Now, Tim, have you really gathered so much knowledge and data in your head and through your analysis of, of the data of all of these tests have you done that you could, at this juncture in your career, could you really look at a website and say, okay, this needs a complete revamp to really move the needle? Um, or you, do you feel that it's, it's different with with each with each client, and sometimes you can improve conversions just by making some minor changes, even if a site is is a mess. Well, if you don't mind, Byron, I'm going to answer what I think is behind that question first. I think it, uh, you're absolutely right. There's a if you've seen enough tests, you see common themes emerge, and you can kind of dissect the obvious problems with many landing pages right away. So the role of the expert is important, but what I want to emphasize is that testing is really its own beast. We're pretty smart. We've been at it a long time. There are a lot of folks that can help you in a consulting fashion uh, with conversion, but that's only one person's opinion or a few people's opinion. And really what large-scale testing and landing page optimization is about is letting your audience vote. It's having hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of people tell you what they prefer instead of you guessing at it. Hmm. And do you think that there's a, a, uh, a, a certain number of people that have to view 
a variation of a page before you can conclude that there is success with with the test and the experiment? Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that uh, first-time testers make is to kind of watch the pot boil and uh, not collect enough data and then make decisions based on what's essentially just a lucky streak. I mean, you could flip a, a coin and have it come up heads three times in a row, and you'd, you know, it'd be wrong to conclude that it's, a, it's not a fair coin. It's just a, a lucky streak. One out of eight times, you'd expect exactly that to happen. So um, you need a certain minimum data rate to even do statistics-based testing. For even the simplest A-B split testing, we recommend at least 10 conversion actions per day, whatever that is, a sale or a form fill or a download. And for multivariate and our own tuning engine technology, you need probably more like 50 or 100 conversions a day as a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And, and what kind of criterion do you, do you put on, uh, on who you're willing to take on as a client with regards to testing? Are there certain areas that you don't get into because the user acquisition cost is too low or too high? <laughs> what are the barometers you use for, for selecting clients to work with? Well, there are two main ones. One we've already just touched on, which is the data rate. We can't help you do statistical testing if you don't have just the the raw number of conversions necessary to finish in a reasonable amount of time. These tests usually take a few weeks or a couple of months of data collection as it is. We we certainly wouldn't want to stretch it out to, say, a year of data collection. That's not reasonable. And then the other criteria, we're one of the pioneers in the field because we offer a performance-based payment model, so we're willing to get paid on results. So we also look at the size of the economic opportunity and what the bottom-line impact of of our test might be on a client. Tell us how you make decisions on whether to use simple A-B testing versus multivariant testing versus your own engine, tuningengine.com. Is it it just page number of variations for a test, or are there some other some other methodology you use to decide the right technology platform to use for for analysis? Um, it, it largely has to do with uh, the data rate. In other words, the number of conversions dictates how many different things you can test. And uh, A/B split testing is the most basic uh, multivariate testing. You can typically test a few dozen or a hundred different, a couple hundred different versions of your page. But many uh, marketers can identify hundreds of thousands or millions of potential versions of their page that that are reasonable. So beyond a certain point, multivariate testing doesn't scale, and that's when we start using our tuning engine technology. And that's exactly why we designed it. Tell us a little bit about geotargeting. Um, and, and profile analysis of visitors coming to a website. Is your technology diving into those details um, of, of the profile, the, the profiles of prospect visitors to a website? Yes, I, I think that you're addressing kind of the, the broader issue of segmenting visitors in general or using certain business rules as part of your test. For instance, the time of day they came in or the country they came from or so on. Um, and we do find that there are significant differences in uh, you know, somebody that's surfing the Internet from work as opposed to home on the weekend, for instance. Even if it's the same person, they'll behave differently because they have more time or are less stressed or not worried about their boss looking over their shoulder, for instance. Uh, but you have to have a lot of data in order to take advantage of that. 
many companies struggle with just collecting enough data to even run a single test, much less chopping that up into smaller pieces and looking at those. So if you have a, a high data rate and a huge number of conversions on your site, uh, you're lucky and you should take full advantage of segmentation. What, did, what advice do you have for newbies getting into the testing world? Besides uh, well, pray. <laughs> besides pray. Well, I'd, I'd say the most important is not to get overwhelmed by all of the jargon out there. Um, you know, you hear words thrown around like design of experiments or multivariate testing or the Taguchi method, and all of it seems pretty off-putting. Uh, if you just start small with an, an A-B split test, which just means take your current page, change something on it, and test another version with that change, test them head-to-head, -head, that's pretty straightforward. You can use tools like the free Google Website Optimizer, which is excellent for that, and we're one of their authorized consulting companies, so we can help run more complicated tests on that as well. Uh, and if you have familiarity with JavaScript in an hour or two of reading their documentation and tinkering, you could set up a simple A-B split landing page test on your own. And so the biggest, uh, I think, issue is just getting people over the hurdle of thinking it's really hard. Just start small, and uh, it's, it's manageable. Hmm. Um, for the advanced uh, webmasters of the world out there that have, that have reached the glass ceiling and seem to be unable to move the needle and, and improve conversion rates, any, any advice for them? Yeah, a lot of times uh, what will happen and what we see repeatedly is if you keep testing the same page over and over again, you're going to see a point of diminishing returns. And that's for two reasons. First of all, your page gets better and better, so it's harder to improve on, on something that's good. But also, you've used up all of your good ideas. Chances are you've tested the, the powerful uh, drivers of conversion already, and now you're just tinkering and, you know, what if I make my header a little bigger, or my font size, and so on. Those kind of evolutionary changes are unlikely to produce revolutionary conversion rate gains. So at some point, it's good to step back and maybe bring in other people to suggest what to test. And uh, your Ideal Launch company is a, is a perfect example. You guys specialize in coming up with the right creative, for instance, uh, for the landing page test. So uh, a lot of times it takes an outside perspective because at some point you as the landing page designer are part of the problem and your assumptions are, are part of the problem. Tell us a little bit about how closely you look at the creative for PPC campaigns as reflected in the tests you're running on particular landing pages? Well, if the majority of the traffic is coming from PPC campaigns, we very much need to look at that and to align the two. Often we're testing both side by side. So the, um, the creative that you use to get to the landing page is one of the variables in our test because what we want is a seamless transition what in information forging theory is called information sent or continuity of some kind um, to go through the whole experience. If you type in a keyword, you see it in the ad that's echoed on the landing page you get to, you're much more likely to feel like you're still on track and headed towards your desired goal and much more likely to complete the conversion. Mm -hmm. 
have you experimented much with um, with uh, you know segmentation of what I like calling um, sophisticated Sally versus uh, quick as can possibly be Betty <laughs> that wants to get in and out of a website and make a purchase very quickly versus sophisticated Sally that wants to read all the details. Have you have you followed the, the Brian Eisenberg sort of methodology of persuasion marketing and really tried to get very, very creative with, with different variations, including the, the, the supportive pages that might be on a page that you're testing? Yeah, th- that's a, a great question. And uh I, I know Brian very well. He's uh, he's one of the the folks that's actually recommended my new book, and it's on the back cover of that. Um, and I have a lot of respect for what he does in the consulting arena. Um, and his approach is based on personas, which is a a technique very commonly used in small scale uh, usability testing and user centered design. The idea is you kind of come up with some prototypes of the types of people coming to your site, representative psychological classes, if you will, and then you try to tailor the experience for them. The main issue with that against the backdrop of large-scale testing is that unless you have a very, very specific demographic, you're going to have a broad swath of the of the general public coming to your site. So every major psychology and cognitive style is going to be represented. And so if you optimize for one, it's going to be at the expense of another. So it's a question of emphasis. And you can't please everybody. So what we found more helpful in large-scale testing is to identify specific roles that people are in and then the specific tasks that they're trying to accomplish and then take them in a very structured way towards their goal by using that. We call the approach the matrix, and it's something that I discuss in my book as well. Do you worry that, that with the aid of technology that design is being watered down and in the end of the 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 uh the evolution here we may have every site on the web looking like amazon.com um well it's, you know behind your question i think and i know a little about your advertising background it, it you're almost implying that that's inherently a bad thing um i think what's important is that people have a good user experience and companies often overestimate how much design is needed for people to have a good user experience. The design to operate properly shouldn't be in your face. It should be something that just works, just like the, the feel of a, of a switch on a good car dashboard or something like that. You don't think about it because it works. And in the same way, you shouldn't have to interrupt me with a, a flash animation just to show me how good your design is, unless it specifically supports the business goals that you're trying to achieve. So I'm not saying design is overrated, but I think designers have too big a hand in in many landing page uh, creation processes and, and uh, actually can undermine the business goals. What I love most about interviewing you, Tim, and we've met, so that, that helps, but you're, you're sort of psychologically... Uh, analyzing my questions, which I love, no one's ever done that before. But and I think you're dead on right with all of your analysis with me. But but um, one final question, because we we love these being nice, sh- short and, and tidy um, um, podcasts here for future reference. The um, motivating the sale, you know, what have you seen? What tips do you have uh, that you've seen work very well to motivate the sale? 
Um, well, that's uh, what mm-hmm. we suggest is that you take folks through your typical sales funnel process of awareness, interest, desire, and through to action. And at each of those steps, there are different things that you have to do. But basically, more importantly than the specifics, is that you you do have to take people through each of those steps. That framework mm-hmm. was invented over 100 years ago, but it's still valid. It's mm-hmm. valid on the web and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And if you skip steps in that so-called ADA process of awareness, mm-hmm. interest, desire, and action, then people are going to have to make a jump across one of the steps, and they have to have a lot of psychological momentum to be willing to do that on the web. Hmm. Have you have you seen positive things with um, you know ebook giveaway you know downloadable ebook incentive giveaways for 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 lead generation um, or even on demand printed book giveaways um, or um, coupons or value adds I mean are there specific things that you've seen work with regards to motivating the sale and or the the lead generation Yes, if unless you're selling an impulse product, you know. Under twenty nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, uh, if you're selling a more complex high end service or product, you should offer people information. That's really the web strength. So you should lead off with, as you describe, a bribe, the best bribe you can come up with that doesn't cost <laughs> you anything. And mm-hmm. that might be a white paper, or a buying guide, or um, some other useful information that they can take with them, and and explore at their leisure. What of um, super crunching on on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues that that we may stumble on here um, with regards to multivariate testing and A/B testing, with regards to? Um, legalities of of having different offers for different groups of people on your website. Hmm. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, when you refer to multivariate testing, I think of it as more landing page optimization, and uh, that seems to be kind of the common term that people are coalescing around. We've struggled with that a bit ourselves. Um, but to answer your question, I think that the it's just like retail businesses can run incentives and have special promo codes in their catalog for selected users. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with offering different prices or offers to different segments of the of the public. So I don't think it's really a legal issue. The only thing about the web is that you get an amplification effect. If somebody got the lower price and you didn't, you're going to find out about it and are more likely to complain. So it's more of a a PR issue for the company and how they handle it at the customer service level. Right. Well, I've I've held off purposely talking too much about the uh, wonderful book that you've spent about a year writing that's due out in February called Landing Page Optimization, but could you give us a sneak peek preview and let people know how they could pre-order it and just give us a, give us a snapshot, and then we want to invite you back on the show in February to talk about it. Well, that would be terrific. Yeah, uh, the book has taken a year of my life, uh, much to the chagrin of my wife and family. Uh, but what I've tried to do is really create kind of a strategic look at landing page testing. So it's not some quick fixes or prescriptions about how to lower your shopping cart abandonment rate or what button color to use. It's really more about how to approach testing. So you get out of it what you bring to it. So I've tried to fill in the gaps around 
um, usability around the decision process, human psychology, the math of testing, how to pick the right method, and also the team building and uh, required to pull off a test as well as the major pitfalls to avoid. And then we have a pretty comprehensive appendix on the Google website optimizer, which is a free tool is something that a lot of people are using as the stepping stone into landing page testing. Uh, it's a, all of the information is on landingpageoptimizationbook.com, and you can pre-order it right now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble if you go to that address. Terrific. And if people want to get a hold of you, uh, Tim, to potentially hire you to help them make their websites uh, better, smarter, faster, and wiser, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, well, if you have a landing page that has a 50 or more conversions a day, we'll actually be glad to do a, a complimentary usability analysis of it on the phone. And uh, I actually answer my own email, so just email me at tim at sitetuners.com. Terrific. And mentioned the Life Tips uh, webmaster show. They'll get some extra benefit, which will be to be determined. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe a free copy or something um, if they sign up. Uh, well, listen, we really appreciate you being on the show today. And uh, best of luck with the book. I can't wait to read it and dive into it myself. Um, and uh, until February when we have you back, thanks for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you, Byron. I've enjoyed it very much. Terrific. We'll look forward to getting you a link to this podcast so you can get it out as needed. And thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We'll be back uh, next week with another guest that will help us make our life better. Thanks again. On, on a show I had a little while ago. Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are 
any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago. Do you think that there are any issue of um, super crunching on, on a show I had a little while ago? Do you think that there are any issues?